the Happy Families podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. In terms of what it does for our relationship and what it does for setting our course for the future, I just feel so invigorated. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. G'day, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the author of six books about raising families to be happy. Sometimes I wonder if it's actually possible. And I'm here with my wife and co-hosts, Mrs. Happy Families, Kylie, mum to our six daughters. It's been a long week. (laughs) I'm so ready for the weekend. (laughs) It's been a long week. (laughs) So uh, this is our favourite segment every week. We kind of say that every week, but we always look forward to it because this is where we, I I, kind of feel like it's becoming the place we we go to give an accounting of our week to to be, uh, you know, here's, here's how it all went, here's what worked, here's what didn't. But really the idea is we're interested in insights and learning from the week, how we can be better parents. And uh, we kind of share with you the ups and downs, the wins and losses, the failings and foibles, and also the fantastic moments of our week. I've got two this week, which is kind of cheating, and you always roll your eyes and think I talk too much, but can well, I? Well, I have two too. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, I'm going to go first, and then- Are oh, you now? Unless, ladies before gentlemen, you go first. You do. No, no, so. come on, you go first. I want to hear what well, you Well, the first one's say. actually a personal one, but I'm really excited. Okay. I've been working hard at the gym. Yes, you have. And- I have been looking at this lady who is doing these box jumps. Like she's just an extraordinaire. She's doing 70 centimetre jumps every time she's in the gym. Mm. I can't even jump onto a step. Really? No. Wow. There are some muscles in my body. We won't talk about which ones, but they actually don't work. They just, <laughs> right. they literally. Do they actually not work or are you just saying they, they don't just work? They just don't work. They just, they just. Does your PT say they don't work? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. So- I have been told by numerous different uh, specialists that uh, I have these muscles that just want to sit on their laurels. Well, actually, <laughs> we're talking about your butt muscles, right? Your gluteus maximus. They don't engage. They just don't engage. <laughs> they just want to sit there. So I have been working really hard. Butt. Yeah. I've been sitting. I've been sitting. I've been working really, really hard on these muscles to engage them mm. for about four weeks now. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about engaging your butt muscles on the podcast. And yesterday <laughs> yeah. I had the biggest win ever. And the reason it's a big win mm. is because about six months ago when we took the kids camping, yep. I tried to jump onto a step. Like I'm talking, what, 15 centimetres off the ground. I don't think that that's even how high they are. Oh, don't give me yeah, that. Yeah, I'm serious. Anyway, go on. I'm sure that a builder who's listening could tell us. I'm, I, I know I, that's regulations. Well, everyone else in the family could do it and I wanted to do it too and I couldn't. So, I literally could not take my two feet off the ground simultaneously. I had to jump up with one foot and then the other. Can you like skip rope or you you just don't I jump? I really I couldn't even do that and huh. I used to love doing that. Yeah. So – Look at what getting old does to us, huh? Yesterday, I have to tell you, yesterday I was looking at this box jump and the gym that I go to, it has these small ones. So they're about 15 centimetres high. So it's not even really a box. It's just a step. But I looked at it and I thought, you know what? I really, I just want to know if I can do it. And so my um, EP told me to jump down 
It's like, oh, that seems stupid. She says, you're using the same muscles. So just jump down. It's an easy start. So I did 10 jump downs. Don't <laughs> this, laugh this at me. This is the I'll do better tomorrow. I jumped down a step 10 yes. times. I'm so proud of you, honey. That's great. You're so horrible. <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. And so I turned around and I jumped up. I actually did it. I jumped up. <laughs> what have we become as we get I older? I can't believe you're making fun of my no, You know what? You know, this is a micro micro achievement for me, but it's massive and I'm going to celebrate it even if you won't. No, I really am. I'm excited for you. And in the moment when you sent me the video of yourself jumping up onto whatever that (laughs) boxy thing was, I was ecstatic for you. But listening to it now as we talk about it, in public, it does sound kind of funny, doesn't it? <laughs> like you got to admit. Getting old's not fun. Sometimes I think to myself, what would my 15-year-old me think of me today? Hey, well, I'll tell you right now because my 21-year-old was with me when I couldn't jump and when I sent her that video, she was really proud of me. Yeah, I am too. I think that's great. Well, my first I'll Do Better Tomorrow is uh, built on a tradition that we have created for ourselves as a couple and, uh, and I just – I can't emphasize what a difference this has made in our lives. What happened several years ago was I was in a business strategy meeting, working out where we were going to go with our business for the next quarter and listening to other people talking about where their businesses were going to go for the next quarter. And I had this insight. We spend so much time planning our businesses, our holidays, our children's educations. We spend all this time in planning all these kinds of things but how much strategic planning actually goes into our families? And so I came home and talked to you about that. And I said, if I'm going to have a quarterly business planning session, maybe you and I should have a quarterly family planning session. I don't mean family planning as in how many kids are we going to have for the rest of our lives. I mean, how's our family going to survive once every quarter, once every 90 days, once a term? What would it be like if we sat down and said, what are our key priorities? How do we realign our family with our values? What are we going to do to keep our family in check? Did I roll my eyes? I can't remember. No, you were all in because I said, this is how it would look. We get somebody to look after the kids for two nights and we go away somewhere so that we can have good quality time together, but also have these conversations that matter. And for the last- You got me right there. Yeah. For the last several years, we've been doing that. And I mean, for, for those of you who are not familiar with this idea, basically we we stay local. So we're based in Brisbane and we actually go and have two nights in a local Brisbane hotel. We don't even get on an aeroplane. We don't go to the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast unless we're really living large. We stay local so that we can really maximise the time that we have together. I know that not everybody has the support from a family or a nanny kind of point of view uh, we have missed plenty of these quarterly getaways because we haven't been able to rely on family. But we were fortunate that your mum was able to look after the kids last weekend and we got away two nights just at a hotel in Brisbane. And in terms of what it does for our relationship and what it does for setting our course for the future, I just feel so invigorated. And, and I wanted to share that for any couple or even any individual who wants to make sure that they stay aligned to their true north, to their their core, their purpose, their focus, what they value. Because having a couple of days where you can take some time out, Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, calls this idea sharpening the saw. You know, we're so busy sawing sometimes that we forget that we need to stop sawing and sharpen the saw so that we can be more effective with our sawing. And I feel like we can saw through the tree of term one so much better as a result of this weekend away. So just a, a quick idea. I, I've got to also add something to this. I've got a good friend who is um, 
at the very highest level in the executive uh, of a major financial institution here in Australia. And I was sharing this idea with him when we got together a couple of years ago. And he said, you know, that's a great idea. I've never thought of doing that. And just a couple of weeks ago, we caught up and he said, I've just come back from my quarterly getaway with my wife. And I said, oh, do you do that? He said, yeah, you told me about it on a bike ride a couple of years ago. He said, this is one of the most powerful things that we've ever done for our family and for our marriage. I just love it. So that's my first I'll do better tomorrow. As a bit of inspo, a bit of, uh, you know, get excited about this, folks. I just can't emphasize how good I feel that I got to have a couple of days away, a couple of nights away with you and how grateful I am that your mum, in spite of the fact that she needs a hip replacement and is going into the hospital in the next couple of weeks, uh, and, and your dad took some time out to come and do that for us. I feel really, really grateful to them, but also really grateful for that time away. Well, we both hinted that we had an extra one that we wanted to share, so maybe we can do that after the break. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Imagine a home where discipline got results without anyone having to feel bad or in trouble. The Do's and Don'ts of Discipline is a webinar to help parents set limits with love, compassion and humanity. Find it now at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. Are you looking to give your kids a fun and safe way to explore a new level of independence while still staying connected? The Space Talk Adventurer Watch provides phone calls, SMS messaging to a parent-controlled list of contacts and GPS location updates so you can see when your kids are on the move. Water-resistant and equipped with a heart rate monitor and fitness tracker, the Space Talk Adventurer is built tough to withstand the daily activity of 5 to 12-year-olds. Space Talk does not give children access to social media or apps and has school mode for distraction-free learning. And our 10-year-old daughter loves hers. We love that she's got it. Available in four colours at major retailers and online at spacetalkwatch.com. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And today we're talking about the insights that we've had as parents. So uh, before the break... We probably didn't share so much our parenting insights, but some opportunities that we've had as individuals and as so, a couple to, to connect. And, and, and to improve and to make things better. Yeah. But my um, parenting insight this week, things have been pretty challenging with baby number six. Miss Emily has regressed significantly as we've gone through this COVID, you know, period of isolation and a complete change up with homeschooling and And there's a big summer holiday, a lack of routine and all of those kinds of things. And so as we've kind of gone back to to school and um, gone back to church and we've started to see her kind of in these, I guess, more institutionalized spaces, she's just really, really struggling to realign herself. And, and, And our family's not the only one struggling with this. My Facebook page, parents that I'm talking to, they're saying, oh, the the little ones especially are really struggling to get back into what we expect of them because especially for people who are in Melbourne with the big lockdown, people who are overseas who have gone through major shutdowns, it's been really disruptive. We've got this beautifully bright young girl and she is energetic and strong-willed and independent. And these are all qualities that I love and admire about her and hope that through time she will continue to hone in and develop. Yeah, but they can also be very inconvenient. But as a six-year-old, they are very inconvenient and can be very challenging to navigate. And so I, I, I will admit, I've been bracing myself. I've been waiting for that phone call from the school or a conversation with the teacher. We're suspending your six-year-old because she won't stop moving. And it happened. It happened the other day. The teacher pulled me aside and just, you know, acknowledged that Emily was having a hard time. 
about things. And so we were able to have a good conversation. But what came out of that was just this opportunity for me, I can do one of two things. I can sit back and I can berate myself because I'm such a bad parent and clearly my parenting skills are just not up to the task. Or I can reflect on the things that I know about my daughter and about myself and us as a family and I can go back to basics. And so that's exactly what we've done as a family. We've um, made some really, really significant, um, I guess, decisions around supporting her because at the moment she's been lacking in structure and now we've got structure and I need to just help her realign with that structure. And yesterday, I have to tell you, I had a couple of wins. And again, there were a couple of not so good wins in the day. There were some really big challenges. But when I was able to sit back at the end of the day and just reassess where we were at with her and the, the accomplishments that we made through the day, I was really grateful that I could actually see improvement. So the take-home message, when things are starting to get a little bit out of control, back to basics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, children respond so well to the secure, predictable routines of life. Uh, this one's a, a challenging one for me to share, but it, it's so important. I don't think that it's any secret that COVID has had a fairly substantial impact on people's businesses, especially someone, someone like me who gets paid to travel around the country and give talks to large audiences. Like that, that part of what I do for work has just vanished. And while I wish that everything that I do for parents, I could do for free. I love having the social media and the podcasts and all the stuff that we do. We do need to derive an income and therefore I give talks and I write books and that kind of thing. But obviously the, um, the speaking stuff's just vanished. The governments have uh, brought in regulations for uh, appropriate safety and uh, some people would agree and some people would disagree. I don't want to be political. The short version of this, though, is that it's had a significant and tremendously direct impact on the way we provide for our family and it hasn't all been good news. Uh, As we've entered this year, there's been some challenges associated with that and my stress levels have been a little bit higher than normal. And uh, the other day, our 13-year-old and our 10-year-old started to have a fight and it was just ugly. And I intervened in a high stress moment. You know, my emotions were very high. My intelligence went out the door and I treated my 13 year old, our 13 year old, uh, just horribly. I I, I did not behave the way I teach people to behave. I left all of my intelligence at the door and just went in there roaring and said, what's going on? And I, I got it totally wrong to the point where she was in tears and she ran out of the room and then she didn't want to ever see me again. And she hates me and all that sort of stuff. And uh, then she had to go to school and she had to go to school in that frame of mind. And I I felt sick to my stomach. My, my heart was exploding with sadness. So when she came home, the first thing I did was I said, I really need to talk to you. And she refused. She didn't want to do it. And finally I kind of convinced, kind of coerced her into our bedroom so that I could just sit down with her. And there's something about apologizing to your children that is so humbling and yet so precious. And I just, I I had to do such a hard thing, but I said to Annie, I, I just got it so wrong this morning. And then I explained precisely what I had done. So she knew that I wasn't skipping over the apology. I told her exactly how I had behaved. And then I spent some time telling her how it left her feeling. It left her feeling scared. It left her feeling worried. It left her feeling embarrassed because she had to go to school with tears in her eyes because she still hadn't been able to process it and work through it herself and, and, and really stepped through the impact of my loss of control as a parent, as her dad, as someone she's supposed to trust on the rest of her day. 
And then I, I said those four words that I think every parent needs to practice and rehearse and use when they have those moments. Uh, I, I said, Annie, will you forgive me? Four words. She said, I'm not sure. And so I said, well, do you mind if I give you a hug? And she shrugged her shoulders and said, I'm not sure. And we spent another couple of minutes in conversation. And then I asked her again, will you forgive me? And this time she just broke down and put her head into my shoulder and and sobbed. And I thought, how grateful I am for the opportunity to say sorry. It just does such extraordinary, not just the opportunity to say sorry, but the opportunity to ask for forgiveness. I thought if we as parents, as we as partners could use those four words more often, I think that our families would be much happier places. We're always going to break down in our relationships. There will always be mistakes. Even in the very best families, there will be big blow-ups and challenges and errors. But if we can get repair right, we can restore our families to where they should be and maybe even move beyond. Now, we don't want this to be a pattern. It shouldn't happen all the time. But that experience in our bedroom with our 13-year-old that afternoon, it was a really hard thing to do as a dad, but it was also one of the most beautiful things that I've been able to do. So that was my I'll do better tomorrow. It's amazing as we go throughout our week, we have all of these experiences and um, sometimes we actually miss the learning that we can take from them without the opportunity to reflect. So I, I love Fridays for that reason. I love being able to reflect on the things that we've experienced together and the way in which we can be better. Yeah. We hope that this has provided you with a mindful moment and maybe you could take a few moments yourself to consider how you might be better tomorrow as you head into the weekend and get set to spend more time with your family. We also hope that you really enjoy the podcast. We're here because we want to make families happier. If you have enjoyed the podcast, we'd be so grateful if you'd tell people about it, share the link, jump onto Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. We really appreciate those five-star ratings and reviews. Justin Rulon from Bridge Media is the producer of the podcast. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. We thank them for their great work on the podcast. If you'd like more information about how to make your family happier, including how you can get ongoing monthly support to help your family to thrive, please visit happyfamilies.com.au.